Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. A wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and smoking cigars voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and Odyssey uh -huh. continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host, Randy Griggs, oh. coming to you live from... Wait a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, you actually that was a really good. You looked just like Randy just now when you did that the kind of growling thing. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta just look really upset about something that doesn't matter. You're gonna look just like Randy Griggs. No, that was mean. I, I love the way Randy looks. He always looks good. I'm teasing you, Randy. You know that. I'm ready to roll, uh, Robbie. I'm ready to roll. This is gonna be a fun episode. Favorite scene. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric, thank you for sitting in for yes. the. Uh, the uh, irreplaceable. Let's be. Let's be honest. The irreplaceable Randy Griggs. Mm -hmm. uh, he is on assignment this week. Yes. Uh, running around gallivanting. He does a lot of the gallivanting. If you've never seen Randy gallivant, mm. uh, you are missing out. It's mm -hmm. it really is a sight to behold. It's on his resume. Uh, it's mystical. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it is. It's it gives you the warm and fuzzies. Um, so he's out doing that. We are here. We've got a wild card episode. We're going pumpkin mad this week. Uh, lots what? and lots of fun. Uh, we've got a full studio audience, from what I understand. Yes, Jordan's do. in the house. Look at these guys. We got Scotty. We got Connor. We got They're all hanging out, having fun on a Wednesday night, smoking cigars. Look That's at what me. everybody should be Look doing. Look at me. And then there's Jordan. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, we, we forgot to do our internal lighting, Matt. Our internal lighting. That's why you guys look weird. That's. I was like, why get do on you that, guys man. look so weird? Get in, uh, Matt, set that I up. I could not figure Jeez. it out. Wow. You know what happened, Rob? You know what happened? We, in studio, we got so enthralled in fantasy football talk that we didn't, <laughs> we didn't set up the studio. It's, 
it's it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, throwing it back to the studio. We got the studio audience, and I'm looking around. It's like, yeah, these like guys crap. are all in the fantasy football league. You guys are all really mediocre managers. Mm, like, yeah. what's going on? Mm, that's true. That is. What's true. that about? It's uh, okay, you guys it's, are letting Randy be five and zero. Oh? Come it's, on, it's it's one of two things. Randy hey, he's, has he's least, in your division, pal, and he beat you. I know um, uh, he beat me. It's you know I I was. It's funny if you look. Nobody cares about our fantasy football teams. We really don't <laughs> want to be those guys. Yeah. But Randy is undefeated. Yeah. He's like middle in the pack of scoring. I think he's like sixth in I scoring out of ten. Yeah. And he has the lowest points against. Right. So like that's the, the it's not like and it's not like he's actually playing defense. That's just luck. <laughs> and he refuses to admit that it's luck. And it's like by a wide margin. It's by like sixty points, which is quite a lot actually. I'm um, I, I'm really rooting for the whole Boston Bruins thing with Randy. I want him to just go undefeated in the regular season and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's, oh, that's we that's, that's actually guaranteed. the Dodger special. We call that the Dodger special. Uh, it's in, uh, in hockey, it's yeah. uh, because of last year. It's it's a Bruins special. But yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. So, yeah, yeah and like you said, uh, nobody likes to hear about fantasy football. But <laughs> to that, I was just uh, to be honest, that's why now Jordan, go to the studio audience, please. Let's see how they look. No, oh, that's they look, how they're supposed to look. They look much, look at those much, bright boys. Much better. I don't over there. see a difference. <laughs> oh, is you it don't. like the purple lighting? The purple oh, yeah. and the greens. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very solid. Much, yeah, it's all better now. It's a, we're now we're back. See. We're back. You know. And, and by look the at way, my background. Look at this. Speaking of that's, that, uh, Robbie, we haven't had a show for a while. We've been uh, no smoke night live, no flavor odyssey mm-hmm. last week. We kind of took a break. You know, sometimes you got to reset your your your. You got to you need to reset a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Got to reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we can kind of reset what we're talking about here. We are. Yes. So we finished up our segment five, which was uh, which was that? Was that cigar trends? Yeah, we did cigar trends last. Yes. And so segment six, we're, we were going to start this week. Uh, but uh, obviously, like I said, Randy is on assignment. So we decided to throw in a little wild card. Yeah. We are going pumpkin spice everything boys i have got a i went this is a i got a double here it's kind of hard to see it's a double so i'm going pumpkin spice white russian and i'm gonna tell you boys i'm i mean i guess i'm just basic but this is friggin' delicious it looks really good (laughs) it is absolutely delicious dana made it she did she had the what was the little tool that we used a few um the, the yeah, aerator. that thing. Oh, yeah. you used it? Yeah. See? Yeah, use that to make the... Everything uh, we do on the show, it, it, all, it, it makes all cycles. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's all cycles. It all comes back to you. Um, yeah, so we used that to make the, the froth. with. Uh, she did a frothing situation. Frother, that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, with the cream. Yeah. You, you uh, mix the cream with the uh, pumpkin spice syrup that we made. We'll get into the recipe here in a minute. But uh, that's uh, that's what we're doing this week. Pumpkin spice uh, pairings. I decided to stay on theme. Not mm-hmm. a pumpkin spiced cigar by any means. Well, but I should hope go, not. Go with the uh, the Tatuaje mm-hmm. uh, Shaggy Foot Pumpkin Shaggy Shaggy Pumpkin something or other Toro. I got this from the CRA Freedom Pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was last year's Freedom Pack that it came in. Maybe it was this year's too. I'm not sure. But um, this is a, a, a fantastic cigar. And if you watch the live on Monday, which I know all of you did. Um, I did. I you were you were there live, and yeah, you told me course. that this wasn't going to matter. But 
I realized that I had cut this cigar <laughs> when we at CR at uh, at a PCA. We were at the house of PCA. I literally cut this thing. I was getting ready to smoke it, and then somebody handed me something else. Like oh, so I put it back in the humidor, and I completely forgot that I did that. And so I pull it out to do the to do the live, and I'm like, yeah, yeah boom, check it out. This is what I'm smoking. Super cool. And I look down, I'm like, hey. <laughs> they not, come pre-cut like that. That's, that's that's not right. And if it were a better cut, like this cut's all crooked, you could tell I was drinking when I cut this. Sideways. Um, yeah, it's 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 major crooked. Uh, if uh, if it were a straight cut, I would have thought ah, I would have had questions for Pete. Really, I didn't know we were doing pre-cuts pre cuts pre cut cigars. Man. Somebody should know. do that. Yeah. I, well, I'm sure somebody's done it. Um, Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's what I'm going with, Eric. What's your uh, what's your pairing this week? All right, uh, yeah, let's get in because I want to I want to light this up because I absolutely love this cigar. I'll get into the cigar in it more later in the show, but for now, um, Jordan and I uh, picked up some beers at the uh, our little local store, which has a pretty good selection. Robbie, you've been there, uh, Mile High. Mm-hmm. It's got a really nice little uh, beer cooler. The first one we actually have two. We're going to try tonight, you guys. Um, the first one is from Wiley Roots. And uh, so Jordan can talk more about Wiley Roots later into the show, uh, but they, they're really kind of well known for their sort of crazy stuff. This one is called County Fair Cobbler Pumpkin Spice. Um, I don't know what kind of beer it is. Just County Fair Cobbler it says Pumpkin. says on the back. Does it? Okay. Uh, anyways, this is what it looks like. Um, let's see if I can get the focus get on that. Get some focus going on here. So, oh, God, that's horrible. What is wrong? Yeah. Not going to get knocked. Anyways. Um, this, this, this is what the first one I'm going to have. So I'm going to, I'm going to pop one of those, but also, uh, because we, we were really shooting for the Avery, um, rumpkin, you know, Robbie or pumpkin, Mm -hmm. um, one of those, but they didn't have that. And the guy at the place said they don't even make it anymore, which is, I think, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but the second one we're going to do is the nitro, uh, left hands, nitro pumpkin spice. Uh, so we're doing beers tonight. Uh, don't know how this will go. We'll see as the show goes on. I'll pass that on to Jordan. Um, but uh, what I'm going to smoke tonight on the show is a cigar that I'm so excited about. Robbie, I've been smoking these so much lately. So everybody knows how good Goldies are, the La Polina Goldie series. Oh, yeah. And when, when, when Robbie, when you and I first got into the cigar uh, biz back in the day, 2012, the... The number two, Goldie number two, was sort of like the hot cigar to get. Like it's mm-hmm. a smaller, it's like a, I don't know, like a petite Lancero or something. Jordan, what is it? Um, it doesn't uh, matter. That's not it's important. shorter than a Lancero. But that particular cigar, that was the cigar that everybody wanted. Like if you were trading, if you were in the groups trying to trade, like that was the cigar to to get. And I, I still have a few from back then, but now they're remaking them, Rob. Um, yeah. And the second one that they ever made was the number five. Which is is a really stubby guy. Um, I'll just tell you the size now. We'll tell you more about the cigar later. But it's a five and five point six seven five by fifty four. So it's a it's a pretty chunky robusto extra kind yeah. of deal. Um, and so I with your camera. I've been buying these yeah. lately from Smoke In, and they are so stinking good. I don't know if it's this batch or what, but I've been hooked on them. Now they're not cheap. Um, but that's my pick tonight, and I picked it, Rob, because um, this particular cigar, it's got a lot of kind of baking spice sort of stuff going on, yeah. and I sort of felt like it would go it would go well with the pumpkin spice. But we'll get more into that later. So that's our pairing. Jordan's doing the same thing. Jordan, the cigar you're doing is what? Uh, I went with the uh, Tiff Monster. 
uh, tied nice. for the last monster to be released, 2019. Uh, that's it, boys. Uh, real quick, studio audience, uh, Scotty, what are you going to smoke tonight? Ah, I am pairing it up with an All Saints Dedication. All right. Dedication. Now, Connor, you're not smoking tonight. We won't get into why. Uh, there are Has reasons. Has to do with... And then, uh, Maddie, what do you got? What's <laughs> Matt? And since I can't reach over, I'm going to announce for him. Yeah. Oh, he is smoking a diesel vintage. All right. So there we go. That's our pairings tonight. And uh, we'll get into that as we go, Rob. Is that a diesel vintage or a vintage diesel? <laughs> the new, you know what I mean? The new yeah, yeah, diesel vintage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, uh, so I think I smoked... <clears throat> Man, I smoked a Goldie 5 from one of those original boxes. I think that was 2013 Yeah, that came out. Maybe 2012? I think it was 2013. And I, smoked one right. of, I smoked one of those originals, and I think I smoked it on this show. It was either on this show or I smoked it on Smoke Night Live. And, I mean, that sucker's 10 years old, and it's still delicious. I didn't realize that they had remade the number five. I might have to get some more of those. They've been I just, just cycling back out. through yeah. them. Yeah, cycling back Okay, I, I knew they were doing that. I didn't know they got to the, to the five yet. That was Of the ones that I had, that was my favorite of the Goldies back in the day. Me too. Of the, of the sizes that I had. I, mean, I don't think I smoked them all, but uh, I know I smoked that uh, Petite Lancero one that you guys were talking about. And I think there was a full Lancero as well. Yeah, um, I think that was after the five. Yeah, I remember smoking those, but the five was the best. Which usually you go with the smaller ring gauge, or at least I usually do. Uh, but for whatever reason, that one, um, oh, we got Patrick Larkin back in the house. Haven't had one of these in a while. P. Larkin? That's, uh, that's amazing. He's back. Fantastic. Good old Patrick. You can't, Happy to you see can't have you, a show brother. without Patrick in the house. Absolutely. Uh, so let me get into this cocktail that yeah. I'm, I'm drinking here a little bit. You guys uh, can get into the... To the specs on your beer. I'm curious to, on those styles because you had mentioned uh, you weren't really sure what the style was. Oh, you want me to tell uh, you? I, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. All right. We're working with a sour ale with uh, pureed pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, mm. graham cracker flavor, vanilla flavor, marshmallow flavor, milk sugar, and artificial color. What? There's not much color in it, really. It's, yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> There's not and much it's, color a, in it. it's a sour? Yeah. Yeah. It's, does it taste? Does it get up some tartness to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it? It's I don't know. It's good. It first is good. Off, first yeah. impression. Is I'm it really? Mm-hmm. I'm digging this. Yeah. Interesting. It does not sound good. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Well, <laughs> they just pissed up. Yeah, I was a little apprehensive. It's, but, good. it's I mean, way thinner than I expected. First oh. impression. I'm I'm digging this. Now, while Jordan Wiley Roots is sort of like right next door to uh, Wiley Roots is literally right next door to Weldworks, which is Colorado's hottest brewery for the last five six years. Um, yeah, a lot of people, I don't, I don't know close. if this is known or not. Like, I don't. Everyone speculates that they're the same brewery because they both do mm. similar stuff and they're right next to each other, just out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Wiley Roots is kind of like the experimental grounds for Weldworks, is what people usually think. Uh, they're usually like doing the slushies and you know weirder stuff than even Wellbrook's right. does some weird stuff but Wiley Roots kind of even pushes it a little further um, hmm. so yeah so there we go and the second one the second one is the left hand and that's it's a, a uh, nitro ale. It's a like pumpkin a ale with pumpkin spices okay. of coffee added so their uh, left hand is obviously known for the nitro milk stout this yep. is not a, a, I don't, we haven't opened it yet but I don't think it's a, it's not a stout We'll no, f- we'll it's an out. ale. It's an ale, pumpkin ale with spices and coffee added. So we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna see which one's better. Beautiful. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they do a lot of the nitro stuff. 
Um, I was curious if it was a uh, a white stout, which we've. Uh, mm. I think if you go back to probably season one, I think we uh, we talked about white stouts, which I still don't quite understand what the hell that means. But um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> I so cool I concept. I, yeah, it's it's cool, right? Like, it's but it's if you like close your eyes, quite... you would imagine it being a stout, but like it's it's not. <laughs> But it doesn't quite. It's like white chocolate. It's not really chocolate. It doesn't even taste like chocolate. I think it so is. Cho- it's from the, co- the same cacao. Oh, uh, uh, this is see. This is what happens. We're going down a rabbit hole here. I have no <laughs> idea. I've I've just always heard that white chocolate's not chocolate, so I just say it, and that's really not not that great to just parrot something and not know if that's true. Can or rabbits not. go down trails, or uh, do you have to say rabbit hole? Because uh, Bradley Rubin the other day called me out. I said going down the rabbit trail, and he was like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think rabbits go down trails. But I think that's well, more fun to say. It, it's it is, but the whole rabbit hole thing is, you know, is, is um, Alice, Alice Wonderland goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah, so that's where that. But uh, that you know, you might from. get a rogue rabbit that he goes rogue down trails. <laughs> I, I think you'd stick with Rogue Rabbit, and that's and that's actually be that'd be a good name for a brewery, actually. Uh, it just feels or like a bluegrass new band. New T-shirt. Boom. <clears throat> yeah, I'm into that. Uh, all right, so I'm going. Like I said, uh, the pumpkin spice White Russian. So I made some pumpkin spice syrup uh, to do this. So I got this actually from Half Baked Harvest. Yeah, how'd you do yeah. that? What yeah. are you, Randy? How'd you do yeah, that? right. Well, I grew okay. First of all, back in in February, I planted the pumpkins, and it's no. it's a lot. Of, As you do, no, I actually, I really did actually plant some pumpkins. <laughs> I try to grow pumpkins every year, and I never can because yeah. apparently I'm an idiot. And uh, this year, I went out to like this fancy, mm. um, this fancy nursery, and I bought pumpkins that had already sprouted, and still managed to screw it up. I did all this work for all these months, and I got like four pumpkins that are like this big. Like tiny little things, but they're like perfect tiny pumpkins, uh, which is they're they're adorable. But uh, no, I did not use these in the drink. What oh. I made with this uh, this pumpkin spice syrup from again half baked harvest. Uh, Dana found this. It's a half a cup of maple syrup, mm. a quarter cup of brown sugar, half a cup of water, a third of a cup of pumpkin puree. Not like pumpkin pie filling, but just straight pumpkin puree. Okay. And then half a teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice. So I basically made it into pumpkin pie filling, so you could have done either one. Mm-hmm. And one teaspoon of vanilla extract and just a little bit of salt uh, just to make it pop a little bit. And then you make that just like you would um, any simple syrup. And you it'll last in the fridge for a couple weeks. This makes a ton. And we have tried it. And I'll tell you what, boys, I have pumpkin spiced out over the last couple of days. I we did we made this we made this one called pumpkin spice surprise or something that was really good a little bit sweet it had bourbon and it also had peanut butter bourbon in it which I'm not really into the peanut butter bourbon thing Dana apparently loves it so she was really happy to buy a bottle of it um, that drink was a little too sweet for me but then I did a pumpkin spice old fashioned uh, Sazerac the Sazerac was actually really good was kind of surprised because you've got the Peychaud's bitters in there and the absinthe wash, so you get some of that uh, anise flavor. But it actually goes really, really well with the sweetness. Um, I was going to do that tonight, but I, I figured that would be kind of funky with the cigar, so I decided to stick <laughs> with the White Russian. But pumpkin spice everything. And you could even just put it in your freaking coffee in the morning if you wanted to. Uh, it's really, really good. And so I just this is uh, all just part of a, uh, a basic uh, White Russian, so it's two ounces of vodka. Uh, you mix that in the glass, one ounce of coffee liqueur. I used the uh, Florida Cogna. Um, <clears throat> and then in the foam, you do one ounce of uh, lightly whipped um, uh, heavy cream. 
and it's not foam um for the you know, the the cream what do we call it i guess it's a foam whatever uh the head that's on there and Crema? uh mix in some of the yeah whatever and some of the pumpkin spice syrup i think we did uh, like a half an ounce of the pumpkin spice syrup and you just whip it together so you almost make like a pumpkin pie whipped cream to put on top of this oh. uh and then you garnish it with a little bit of uh of the pumpkin pie spice it is now normally with this? the this is a pumpkin spice white russian okay now, normally, you when you have the white Russian, you've got the dark liquid on the bottom and then the white on the top, and they kind of mix together as you go. I don't like to do that because it gets all up in my beard. Mm. So I just mix it all together, and then I, I just get the flavor from the beginning. So um, that's my drink. That's a long-winded explanation of the oh, drink. Yeah. And again, going with the Tatuaje Shaggy Pumpkin Toro, uh, this one, I think... See, it says this is a San Andreas wrapper, but it, it doesn't really look or taste like it. Hmm. So I'm not exactly sure. Oh, no. Now it's a Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper. Okay. Uh, and Nicaraguan double binder and filler. So um, previous releases had the, the San Andreas. This one does not. Okay. Uh, so that's why it doesn't look like or taste like a San Andreas. Um, that's it for mine. I want to yeah. hear more about. So we well, talked about your beers. What's next? I, I think that first of all, guys, if you're, if you're, if you're watching... Oh, yeah. Uh, Do we want to see what kind of pumpkin that. stuff that you guys came up with on the show. So uh, use hashtag pairing. Um, let us know what you decided to pair tonight. And at the end of the show, we'll uh, we'll pick a, uh, a viewer that gets bragging rights for the best pairing. But also, please like and share the show because that's that's a, a big part of this. You know, just click like, share it to your uh, timeline on Facebook or Twitter really does help us a lot uh appreciate that if you're on youtube please subscribe to our channel all that kind of stuff um here's the thing rob on paper on paper pump uh pumpkin spice should be a great cigar pairing right like you Super get super easy so yes. much of these similar sort of baking spice flavor i mean a standard pumpkin spice is doesn't even your your pumpkin ha actually has pumpkin in it but a standard right. pumpkin spice doesn't even have pumpkin in it. It's just no. cinnamon, nutmeg, like ginger, spices, cloves, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like that's how they make pumpkin spice. Now, Rob, Rob took it a step further, which I, I love and appreciate that there's actually some some pumpkin in there. So, but on paper, like this is should be a really really good cigar pairing. And I think kind of the strategy that I, I wanted to go with this is I get these same flavors really out of Habano wrapped cigars. And so um, that's sort of why I went with this Goldie. Um, this Goldie is, it is just an absolutely freaking phenomenon cigar. And it does taste a lot like what I'm getting out of the pumpkin spice, those cabinet spices, baking spices and all that kind of stuff. So I want to see how it goes. Now this is a sour and, and Rob, you know, I'm not a huge sour not beer. Jam. It's not my jam, but Scott, this particular beer well, is pretty stinking good. I gotta say, like I, it, it, the sour. It's not yeah, crazy sour. So this reminds me, and Matt nailed it when he said, mm -hmm. it, "Is it reminds me mm -hmm. of?" Uh, come on, Jordan. Seriously, uh, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Don't even push the button now. You twice. Missed it, missed it twice. I was come thinking on. about it though. But of like, like Halloween or like Halloween parties and having like a big like you know crock pot of apple cider yes you know like something like that it's very similar to that it's got those sweet notes a little bit of that tartness to it. it's dude i'm i'm really digging this and i did not expect to like this at all yeah i, I wasn't sure what to expect especially when i knew it was a sour 
but they they've covered it up very nice. There's still a little tartness, but the the you're getting a lot of the marshmallow, vanilla, and the graham cracker um, adding that sweetness, mm. and that's mostly what you're getting. A very <laughs> fall like uh, kind of tastes like a. You ever have like buddies bring make like a fake moonshine at one of your Halloween parties? Um, I can't even think what's in it at the time, but like it's that that same sort of sweet fall kind of taste, real nice. I think yeah. you know, Rob, when when pumpkin beers started out, and this also is the same with a lot of like the craft beers back in the day, they they tried way too hard with adding that pumpkin flavor or something. It was mm-hmm. almost like perfumey or something like that. But they've gotten yeah, they, better they got now. Weird. They've gotten better at doing it, making the 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 flavors more subtle, and um, and I, I think that that this is showing here. It's not perfumey at all. It's just nice and uh, you know, cinnamony and sweet, and but also has that little sour note to it. So so far, pretty good. We'll see. Uh, we'll switch over to the left hand as the show goes on. But um, you know, I'm liking what I've, I've got so far. We'll we'll see. Now, Rob, this is your season, baby. You you're a you're a Halloween nut. Right. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. the Halloween nut. I'm not a big Halloween guy, but you, this is, this is your Christmas yeah. basically. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the time of year where, uh, my wife earns her money. Um, she uh, has to put up with a lot of the, uh, the horror movies. Uh, last night we watched, um, a new one on, uh, Hulu called, what is it called? Like no one's going to help you or no one can save you or something like that. And it's a, like an alien invasion movie. Um, if you're into the genre, I highly recommend checking it out. It's brand new. It just came out on Hulu. Super, super unique film. It was, uh, I don't want to give any of it away, but it was, it was really, really, I don't want to say it was like, I liked it, but I don't really know why I liked it. It was totally different. Uh, not what I expected at all. You think alien invasion movie, you think like, uh, uh, Independence Day or something like that. And it was, uh, it was not, uh, nearly anything like that. Um, I did see a couple of comments that people said their screen had frozen and they couldn't hear us anymore. Um, I'm assuming that that's not the case. That's uh, their fault. Saw, yeah, Losers. but it was just two. Kidding. It was two people, so I was just curious. Uh, oh, well, but now we got Randy Griggs it. commenting. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, this is this is my time of year, man. The, the Rob, if there the was a is, if there was a 16 team bracket of Halloween movies, <sighs> what I would be that, yeah. what would be the one? What would be the one or two? You know that would like should come out on top. What are the quintessential Halloween movies? So we've got we've got what four one seeds? <clears throat> is that yeah, the way we're doing let's, this? Let's say that, yeah. Okay, so we've got so Halloween, original Halloween. Uh, Great is movie, be Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that's that's yeah. OG man. That's going to be uh, the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, Patrick Larkin just said Halloween three sucks. Uh, Halloween three is the most misunderstood film of all time. Oh, um, we could uh, we don't really need to get it to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. It would be in it would be in the uh, in the bracket, but it would probably lose early because I don't think people get it. Mm. Um, I love that film. My wife thinks it's terrible. Um, if it were just called Season of the Witch and not Halloween Three, Season of the Witch, it would be a classic. Um, anyway, mm. that's another story. story oh, because there's time. no nothing to do with Halloween, right? Didn't you say like Michael Myers isn't even isn't in it or something? It? He's not in it, and because mm. the original idea, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but directed by John Carpenter. Trail. <laughs> so, per- perfectly timed. Uh, John Carpenter started the Halloween. He wrote and directed Halloween, and it was supposed to be. Um, an anthology series. So it was just like every year he would come out with a movie of things that happened on Halloween night. Mm. And the first one was 
this crazy guy, Michael Myers, for no reason, stalks babysitters and or this one particular babysitter. And uh, it was so popular and people loved it so much and made so much money that Halloween 2, they decided to continue the same. It's still Halloween night. And now she's in the hospital and Michael's still trying to get her. So they were kind of finishing that story. They were just trying um, to squeak out some extra bucks. Well, it, was, it made sense for them at the time. So then he goes to Halloween 3 and he wants to go back to the idea that, okay, this is all stuff that just happens on Halloween night. And it's a totally different story. No Michael Myers, different town, different people. Uh, it's, and the story is actually pretty dark. And um, it's, it's got some you know, 80s camp to it. I love um, that. Steve uh, Atkins, Steve Atkins, whatever the guy's name is. He's just out there running around, like having sex with everybody because that's what he does <laughs> in all those movies. Um, but it's about this, this company called um, uh, something, Silver Shamrock. And they make all these masks, right? And they want these kids to buy all these masks. They get this whole marketing campaign for them to go home and watch something Halloween night and have to put their masks on. But it turns out they put something in the masks oh, that like when the kids episode. when the kids watch what's happening on Halloween night, they send like this signal through the TV, mm-hmm. and it's going to kill all the kids. Like that's their their goal, and it has to be like their. <clears throat> It's retaliation for something that happened way back in the day. So blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's actually like the story was really cool and the movie was pretty good. But anyway, I got off track. Um, <laughs> I, I get fired up. I get fired up about Halloween three. Uh, so what else would be in my my number one seeds? I think Trick or Treat, uh, the movie mm. Trick or Treat would be um, a one seed. Uh, that's a anthology film. There's a few different stories, uh, but they all tie together around this uh, this main character called... Um, Sam is his name, uh, and he's a little, you've probably seen him, he's a little, he looks like a little doll, but he's like a little kid, and he's got this this mask that almost looks like a scarecrow kind of thing, um, but there's, it's three or four different stories in there. Um, I never heard of what that. Else I mean, maybe it? I've heard of it, I, I, I never saw it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty good one, um, and then from there, I would just go straight horror movies. I'd go uh, Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those would be my... Those would probably be my top four. That seems like if we had a bracket that at least three of those would for the, sure. There can't be that trick or treat one in there. That's crazy. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I was well. What I was trying to do is I could I could think of better horror films. You probably put The Exorcist in there as number one, uh, but that's not really. I was trying to go with the Halloween theme, and then Halloween I theme. realized that I couldn't think of any others that are that like mm. take place on Halloween. It has to be in the uh, maybe, maybe you could put Hocus Pocus in there. That takes oh, place on it's Halloween. Terrible. Terrible. Ah, that's cute. I like that one. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, maybe the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You could oh, get that in there. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Now yeah, you you're could, talking. Uh, I could yeah, do that. You can get into a few different things in there. So, do- why does uh, why does Before Christmas? No. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I see. I think of that as a Christmas movie. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know about it either, but it feels like I always think I'll of it as a Christmas movie. I bet you it came out in theaters during Halloween. Oh, we, yeah, somebody, but, somebody but Die Hard came out in July, so that doesn't matter. That's, That's why Die Hard is not too. a Christmas movie. That's Stop one of my it. main points. Yep. Oh, Get wow. It. Get it, Jordan. Die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I will, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when uh, Nightmare Before Christmas came out. and uh, Maybe it's just because it has the word Christmas in the title. Um, it can be both. <laughs> there's there's actually uh, a, a viral, um, like... Uh, re-singing of the song when he shows up in Christmas Land and he's what's this what's this 
that song with uh, Jack Skellington, and they replaced that with uh, a different, uh, not so family friendly terminology, and it's pretty damn funny. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, it is my favorite thing to uh, do, you, especially because we're like we're about a week out supposedly from our first like actual legit snow here in Colorado, or at least in the Denver metro area. And I mean, literally, that's one of those where I'm like, I just running, gonna run through my head the entire day. I love that movie. So if you yeah. haven't searched up the oh, uh, you're talking not about suitable the... for work version of that song, <laughs> please do. It's great. Do it. <clears throat> All right. Well, we'll have to do uh, it after the show. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas apparently was released on October 13th. So boom. Uh, it was. Yeah. But honestly, that's the perfect time to release it because you're going to get both crowds. Mm, yeah. yeah. Get them both. That's, that's marketing genius right yeah. there. That's uh, that's marketing genius. And that came out in 93? I That's think, yeah, I saw crazy. it. I saw it in theaters. What? I was five. That doesn't that doesn't seem right, but it's true. Wow, ninety three. That's thirty years ago. No, no, God, don't say it. No, that was ten to twelve years ago. Robbie, shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah, copy that. Shut I was a, your dirty, dirty mouth. <laughs> that was not. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, see, <laughs> and, like yes, junior. we're in our late twenties, early thirties. You shut up. Robbie. <laughs> Word, yeah, I'm into that. I am into that. But yes, this is my season. I could go on and on um, <clears throat> about uh, about the horror movies. Halloween's got to win, coming though, out. right? Halloween's, the Halloween would have win. That's the best one. Yeah. That's got be, to be it. And actually, you could probably put the newer uh, Halloween in there, too. Um, the one, that, the first one that they re-released. The Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Those were eh, sketchy. But... Um, <clears throat> But yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas probably is a good one to consider in there as well. I just think of that as a Christmas movie for whatever reason. I think um, of I think I, of uh, I think of um, what is it Friday the Thirteenth? I think of that. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's that's like a summer movie. It's, you know, they're at a summer yeah, camp. They're, it's, summer camp, they're at the yeah. summer camp. Yeah, you know that kind of it's, thing. But but obviously you, you watch it. At, you'd watch um, it during Halloween. Time. Yeah. I get it. You just, I, watch, just, you just watch any scary movie at this time. That's true. Yeah. We just we They're just watched it. My wife and I did a uh, did a double feature. Uh, night, or Friday the 13th part one mm. classic and part two which I think is the best installment of all mm. of the films um, that's the first time we really see Jason as a as an adult um, the best final girl of, of the whole group and I can't think of her name right now but uh, which one she's of them the best one. is a better series overall Halloween versus Friday the 13th um, and Nightmare, yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street too you gotta throw that oh in. yeah throw that in there too all, which one is the best series out of all three? It's probably Friday the 13th, if you ask me. Um, it depends on the Halloween storyline that you want to go to because it switches, right? There's the there's Halloween, and then if you watch like the timeline, there's, there's a timeline of Halloween, Halloween 2, and then it jumps to Halloween H2O, <laughs> and then the one with, with Buster Rhymes, whatever one that one was called. But then there's also like... Halloween four, like the return of Michael Myers and Halloween Jeez. five, which is that's the storyline where uh, where uh, that was uh, where Laurie was his sister. And then he's going after his niece or something. Um, he gets beheaded twice and still comes back somehow. Wow. Um, or you go with the original, which is or the, the most recent, which is the original one. And then the most recent trilogy. So it's a couple of different uh, story arcs through the Halloween timeline. Uh, Friday the 13th doesn't change too much, but it probably has the best installments. It also has the worst ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell is an absolutely terrible film. Uh, Jason, (laughs) it's uh, it's so bad. Like, I can't even watch it. Um, Halloween, or I beg your pardon, uh, Friday the 13th 
10, which is Jason Goes to Space, is uh, as bad as it sounds. I want uh, that. I like the bad. There, I like the bad uh, stuff. It's, oh, it's it's so oh, bad. Oh, that was There's, epically bad. Yeah, Jason give me this that. was epically bad. Uh, he he looks pretty he looks pretty awesome. Like he's super buff and got this well, yeah, his mask don't is they all like genetically modify him or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something nonsense. There is one however. There's one liquid nitrogen kill that's really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, but the rest dude. of the movie epic, is the rest of the movie is terrible. Right there. But you cannot, you cannot beat. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's all right. We both waited for each other. You cannot beat the uh, the kill from Halloween two, where he gets the guy in the wheelchair, hits him in the, uh, he gets him in the head with the machete, and then he goes down this really long staircase in his wheelchair. It's freaking epic. (laughs) It's the best kill of all of them of of the whole series. I don't know the Johnny the Johnny Depp kills the Johnny Depp. That's one of the best like of all time. Mm-hmm. And the way that they had to do that, they built the room and it was it's one of those like, they, you know, where they do those scenes sometimes where like the people are on the ceiling right, where they right, actually right. build the room and they rotate it. So it's this it's this uh, studio Up, upside build. down. Yeah. And they and they just rotate the whole thing and they build it on this gyro thing, whatever. I don't know. But that's what they had to do with that one. And they use so much blood in to come out of the bed that they, and it, it, you'll see it. It actually hits the light, the lamp that's on the ceiling and it starts this big fire, but you don't see the fire in the film, but it almost ruined the whole set. They almost burned the whole thing down because they, they had this, this fake blood and hit this, uh, hit the, the light thing and boom, fire exploded. It was crazy. I wonder, uh, I wonder that, what, if there was more blood used in that or in the shining, uh, the elevator <laughs> scene. I think that, the shining elevator scene was the most blood ever used until um, it part two, where they have the scene with uh, Beverly and she's in, she's in a room that com- like is completely fills with blood. I can't remember the context. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't die, but it's uh, the room just completely fills with blood. And that was the most blood that's ever been used at least until that point. Maybe there's something, that's you changed know, though, since then. all of this talk about murder and mayhem, Reminds me of something. Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey, your favorite cigar pairing show, just like every episode since season one, is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigar. Drew Estate, make sure that we can take this pairing journey with you each Wednesday as we learn about flavor and pairing with cigars. This show wouldn't be possible without their unwavering support. Drew Estate, the number one premium cigar brand in existence. The makers of Acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they bring an energy and style to this community like no brand ever has. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smokin'. Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. 
Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. Wow, it's just like he's actually Fantastic. with us. It's like he's How here. How does and, he do it? And he did ask to be to be uh, brought into the show. I suggest that we don't do that. That's uh, so rude. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real. Like No one has monitored Randy's habits over the last hour, so we have no idea what Randy we're getting, and I don't think it's a chance no. we're willing to take at this point. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I'm looking through some of the comments here. I do want to comment on a few things. Chad M., says that uh, he just watched A Smile and thought it was a horrible movie. Uh, Chad, I would disagree with you. I thought A Smile was fantastic. The end was a little bit strange, but I really dug it. Mike Hakens asked, what about Scream? Absolutely, Scream is a fantastic franchise. Uh, uh, I don't really understand the phrase jumping the shark. I don't know what it... I know it means that you're just kind of overdoing it. Oh, you don't know this? I don't don't know what the the story behind it is. Happy days... Um, oh. I don't know what season it was in. It was in one of the later seasons, but they go to this beach, and Fonzie, you know, he's he's always wearing oh, the leather jacket. Oh, does he jump over a shark? He's got the leather jacket, and he's got the trunks, and he's got swim trunks on the bottom. Leather jacket still on top. You know, he's got to keep it cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a shark out in the water, and I don't remember how it happened, but they rope him into going on a jet ski, and going off a ramp and trying to jump over a shark. <laughs> they had jet skis back then? They're not they're actually they're not at a beach, Jordan. <clears throat> they make yes. No, it's it's there's a giant uh pool with a shark in it and he jumps over oh, the pool on his motorcycle. I I saw it. Oh, yeah. that, that makes more sense. Yeah, cuz I don't I think they had jet yeah. skis. But I, mean, um, saw it. I, I saw it. I mean, I saw it when it came out. <laughs> so that, I feel like I have more I, credence in I this because I saw live. it more recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I'm glad that I have the reference now. I appreciate that. Uh, I think that Scream has jumped the shark a little bit. This uh, this new trilogy, uh, the first one that they did was okay, but then the rest were uh, kind of uh, shite, uh, if you ask me. (laughs) Um, uh, He says, uh, Patrick Larkin says, well, the killer in Friday the 13th was Mrs. Voorhees. That's absolutely correct in the first one. Uh, We don't get... uh, Uh, Jason until the following film. Who jumps? Who jumps um, out of the out of the lake at the end? It's Jason. Okay, all right. It's it's Jason, kind of as a pre like a teenager, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when you come back in Friday Thirteenth Part Two, uh, it's supposed to be five years later, and now all of a sudden he's a full grown ass man. Oh. Um, but um, but he's got this altar with his mom's like mummified head on it. Uh, it's actually it's it's a pretty good movie. If uh, if you go back and watch, they got some good kills. Uh, very very solid. Um, there were a couple things. Somebody asked about uh, uh, the Pope's Exorcist, which is a relatively new film starring none other than uh, the the fantastic uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, wow, that was cool. actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The end gets way out there, but um, definitely worth watching. I dug it. Um, Constantine, Alex uh, Malman checks in, says Constantine is a good Halloween uh, movie with the, the, the great uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Patrick Larkin calls out Freddy versus Jason. That was actually probably the third date that my wife and I ever went on. We went to go see Freddy versus Jason. And to this day, she does not forgive me for it. Um, it, was, uh, it, was not, it was not a good film. 
but she liked it. Uh, we, people are talking about some video games here. Exorcist of Emily Rose. From I feel like Alex Malman knows his uh, knows his horror because that's a really good one too. Uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, Somebody Mike said Hakins, that no no Sleepy recent Hollow. horror movie is good, and I kind of I'm on that I kind of on, on that side. I haven't seen. Any, I you know any I don't I don't. Ones. There, there. It's a different. It's a different genre nowadays, right? It's a lot of the. Um, boy, we didn't. I didn't know we were going to be doing this tonight, and most people <laughs> tuning in probably didn't know that either. But it's uh, most of the st- like stuff back in the day was was more like shock value. Um, the you know Freddy Krueger, you know, you know, slicing open his chest and you know little faces popping out, things like that. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, it's a bit more um, real. In the sense, or it's either it's either unreal where it's you're dealing with the paranormal, or it's real where it's more of an allegory to, um, you know, dealing with depression or dealing with anxiety or things like that. There, I feel like they're trying to tell more of a story nowadays. So sometimes it can fall on deaf ears, especially if you're if you're not really into like a, a slow burn. But if you like a slow burn, then you go back and you watch. Um, oh, what's the one with Mia Farrow? Why am I blanking on the name? Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, that is like the king of. That's one of my favorite uh, scary horror movies of all time. Um, I don't know how scary it is, but it's just disturbing. Fantastic film. One. I would go with uh, uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah. Oh, Evil Dead is very solid. The original. Come on. It's hilarious too. Uh, it's yeah, uh, unintentionally hilarious. I don't know. Is I, think it, it, I think it is intentional. I, th- I think uh, it's, I, it got. I think, in, I think it got. In t- it got intentional as well, it went. Evil Dead Two uh, is very intentional. Evil Dead Two, yeah, yeah. that's very. Well, that's scary. what I'm saying. Like they they leaned into it. Yeah. Uh, the most recent Evil Dead, um, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I watched that one, and that to me was that was a, a different genre that is also somewhat popular over the last decade or so, which is kind of brutal just for being brutal. Mm. Like uh, the, the oh, nitro. watch out. Nitro got me. Nitrogenated. Watch out. Uh, that one was just kind of brutal for being brutal. That's not really my style. Like the Saw movies, not really into that. Um, I think those are all that I just wanted to touch on some of those. I think that's pretty much scrolling through the comments here. Randy's taking over the, the chat room. But yeah. uh, let's uh, let's get back on track here. Yeah, let's uh, see how oh, we're doing on uh, our uh, pairings. Uh, Patrick Larkin popped up with a good one. Sorry, and I'll stop. Um, he says, uh, Final Girls is um, that's a movie that came out probably eight or nine years ago and it's uh it's it's pretty great it's a different kind of take on the whole final girl um uh genre which if you go back with all these slashers the final protagonist is always a female so the final girl Mm. uh jamie lee curtis being one of the first um but this one is this one's actually pretty cool where there's kids from like the the daughter of uh, of the woman who was in one of the like their version of Friday the 13th. I forget what they called it. Um, she, uh, she and a bunch of her friends kind of get sucked back in time and they're on the set of the movie. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you go back and watch that, that's a good one. Uh, and OG exorcist is probably the scariest film ever made. And we can stop talking about scary movies. Let's get back into these pairings. I, Eric, you really opened yes. a rap, rabbit hole, not a that's trail, okay. Jordan rabbit uh. hole. Uh, I have, uh, we don't know. I've gone through the double here. So I've Look had about, that. I've had about six or seven ounces of vodka. Uh, I can feel it in my stomach. It's kind of burning. <laughs> but uh, it is a delicious cocktail. Uh, again, uh, smoking the uh, Shaggy Pumpkin uh, from our good friends at Tatuaje. Fantastic cigar. 
uh, about halfway through. I, you, Eric, you planned your pairing. You, you said this, I, I, you've got these spices and this, that, and the other, and I'm going to try to match that. I said, this has a pumpkin on the band. <laughs> I, I really wanted to smoke this cigar. It matches my hat. Yeah. I, I want to smoke it. Um, but I also knew that this cocktail was really sweet and the cigar is more bold, earthy. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to combat some of that sweetness. So we kind of have a contrasting pairing here. Not the best pairing in the world. I could have done so much better, I think, with this particular cocktail. Gone with more of a, um, a natural wrapper. Uh, maybe even a Connecticut, really. It's whenever I think of these these drinks that have that spicy uh, cabinet spices, I always want to smoke the Rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. Like That's the first cigar that pops into my head. Um, and I feel like I've smoked it like 17 times. Like That's my uh, rye old fashion. When Randy drinks that every week, uh, I always want to smoke the uh, the Rose of Sharon. If I would have smoked that, it would have been a phenomenal, beautiful, perfect pairing. The spice, the spices would have connected, but there's that white pepper spice on that that would have burned right through. Uh, made a very nice complimentary pairing. This is more on the um, uh, what's the opposite of complimentary? I just said it. Contrasting. Contrasting. Thank you. Uh, contrasting pairing. It's good. Not great. I give it a thumbs up because it's kind of hard to miss with these two components, but it's not something that I would suggest. Uh, I'm switching uh, to uh, some Uncle Nearest here, okay. uh, and I think that's going to be a much better pairing for this particular cigar. But uh, I see you've got a bourbon working as usual, but uh, tell us about the beers. All right, so I have to say the uh, Wiley Roots uh, was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, we did... Uh, we did move into the left-hand pumpkin spice latte. Um, I don't know. For me, guys, the um, the the nitro pour hard stuff. There's it's just a little too flat for me and kind of kind of strange. So I'm not. I, the flavor is good on this left-hand um, pumpkin spice latte. The flavor is good, but I'm just a little off-put by the the flatness of it. Um, but that Wiley Roots, I thought, was really, really good, and I kind of feel like Robbie, this Goldie would sort of we we it would pair with a a, a piece yeah. of drywall. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if if I if I was if I was to give a thumbs up or thumbs down, um, I would pick my Wiley Roots that we started with, and I'd give this a enthusiastic thumbs up. I think this cigar is just absolutely stellar. It holds up to the beer. It holds up to the bourbon. Uh, very, very full flavored and the construction on this. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, back in the day, uh, only one roller rolled these at El Titan mm-hmm. de Bronze and that was Maria. She passed away. And so now they have a, a new guy doing these, these particular ones, but they're, 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 they're also amazing. I, 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 I don't know if I could compare them or whatever, but what I really dig about this cigar, uh, Robbie is it does not taste like a lot of all the other stuff that comes out of El Teton, and and those things are good. Like I love that's that's uh, that's a great call out. Yeah, I love the stuff that comes out of El Teton de Bronze. I love it. Uh, but this one has some really uh, neat musky kind of notes, almost Cubanesque or something. I can't quite put my finger on it. But lots of baking spice, lots of cabinet spice, some cinnamon, little graham crackery notes. Um, these a box of ten of these go for about two hundred and forty dollars. If you guys, I know they have them at Smoke In, and because I just bought another box yesterday of these, because I've been going, Ew. I've been going through these like crazy. This cigar is so good; it is one of the the best cigars I think that you can just get your hands on 
pretty regularly. I, I know in, back in the day, Rob, these were hard to get your hands up, but they're not. Get, yeah. They're kind of not now. I think you can get them pretty easily. You everybody, if you've got a, Pricey. a if you got a spare two hundred and forty bucks laying around, buy a box of these. It's absolutely phenomenal. Jordan, what did you think of your pairing? Um, so started with the Wiley Roots, switched over to the left hand nitro. The the Wiley Roots was really good. The nitro is is weird. Like I don't I think nitro should be kind of limited to just the stouts. Like in the nitro milk stout, it, it works, it's fine. Uh, but in, in this one, it, you end up just tasting like a flat, you're just getting like pumpkin bread. That's just like weirdly flat. Does has a weird texture on the Nit- in your, in nitro your is nitro is weird like that. What are you yeah. smoking? I don't remember what you're smoking. So I'm smoking the tiff. Um, oh, right, right, right. Are you smoking so, the original size or no, one of the smaller so ones? He or? originally came out with this in one of the little monster Oh, packs. the little guys. Yeah. The, the Chuck and the tiff were in like the chubby pack, I think. And then mm. later on, he eventually added the Tiff and the Chuck together. The same, the last year of the Monster Series, they both came out in the same year. Um, Tiff's got Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, all Nicaraguan binder filler, um, just a touch below medium body. Um, unfortunately, my, this one that I'm smoking here, the wrapper totally cracked on me, but uh, it's mm. still it's still smoking pretty good. A lot of like uh, buttermilk, uh, bisquick kind of yeasty kind of tanginess to it um real fun flavors with some touch of white pepper spice the cigar's great um paired really good with with the wily roots with that graham cracker sweetness uh that was a fun combo that i love that the wily roots had it, it was tart but just but that that vanilla and graham cracker sweetness covered that up and so there was this nice balance and that played really well with the buttermilk quality of the cigar uh that pairing i'm gonna give a th- enthusiastic thumbs up now I think the studio audience cam is frozen, but Scotty, it doesn't matter. We can still hear you. What did you uh, think of the two different beers? Okay, so I'm gonna echo what you guys are saying for the most part. I'll go a little bit harder on this. The Wiley Roots was excellent. I really enjoyed that one. That was something that I think uh, I would definitely buy again and enjoy that. The Left Hand, I disliked greatly. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> flat and it was you know you got that pumpkin spice flavor that really did come through on the finish but there's nothing else to it it's just it's just dead now i will say with that i'm smoking the all saints dedication uh the pairing for the left hand actually goes better with this dedication than the wily roots it brings out it gives that dark chocolate that espresso and cream notes that are on the cigar because there is some coffee in the pump in the left yeah, hand. it just it goes well with that pumpkiny bread type note that you were talking about, Jordan. It goes really well with it. So the pairing on that is better, but overall, I dislike this beer greatly. Yeah, from yeah left the, the Wiley Roots <laughs> any day. Yeah, give it to me again. This is awesome. Like pumpkin spice. I mean, I know yours, Robbie, has some pumpkin in it. That's that's fine because you did a cocktail. But like in a beer, don't actually put pumpkin in it. Like, yeah, it gets, that gets weird. Stick with the spices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do some uh, audience pairings and see what uh, what the folks came up with uh, at home. Let's take a look. Uh, we've got uh, eight of these. Uh, Joe Machado is doing uh, Rosewood 1923 Black Star Line uh, paired with um, single barrel cask strength. Um, still Austin. Uh, he poured out the window. Oh, <laughs> he looked out the window at a pumpkin. <laughs> Uh, the pumpkins in the neighbor's porch. As close as he's get, willing close to get. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. It's the ambiance. Like it's all about the, yeah. it's all about it's how you ambience. feel. You know, how does it make you feel? 
you know. <laughs> uh, we've got Stephen Moses. He's doing the Mercy Lago with the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. The cigar is great. Mm. The pumpkin ale is uh, just not doing it for me. Watery pumpkin and light cinnamon notes. It's okay at best. Switching to some barrel-proof bourbon. There Seems like we're going to get a trend here, maybe. Okay, yeah. uh, Michael Z's doing a pumpkin spice whiskey sour from the Thirsty Whale. Uh, paired with Rosewood mm. 1923 again. Awesome pairing. Drink complements the citrus and honey. Brings out the cinnamon and vanilla notes. This is surprising. Him. What was his cigar? What did he say? What was he his? also had the Rosewood, Rosewood 1923. I'm glad. In my opinion, that 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 sort of veers into the chocolate a bit, but that doesn't mean that's a bad pairing. Yeah, I would chocolate think the goes cigar with everything, would be yeah. way too chocolatey and dark for a whiskey sour. Uh, but it, you you get that pumpkin in there; it adds uh, that sweetness, so it it could work out because you yeah, like right. really when you're getting that pumpkin, it doesn't taste like pumpkin; it tastes like those spices. Yeah. Right. It tastes like yeah. pumpkin well, pie. Well, yeah, like if you're getting and, the if you're getting like heavy clove off yeah. of that, like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And if you that. had a, if you had a pumpkin pie with like a like what do they do like a uh, if they did like a chocolate crust on the pumpkin pie, like you'd be into that. That's really good. I feel like if uh, if if Michael had picked a habano of some sort it might have been better yeah it might have been like the because his drink pairing was i thought was great next level. Uh, i'm glad that the i'm glad the thirsty whale's catching on he has a if you go into his instagram feed he's got a, a, a pumpkin syrup recipe that he does that's super yeah. super simple it's it's similar to what i did but not quite as i think his is just pumpkin pie pumpkin pie filling brown sugar and water like that's it and then yeah. you can add star anise or whatever spices you want to add while you're doing it um, but uh, that recipe, uh, I was actually considering doing that one. That was the one of the few that I didn't actually make ahead of time, so I'm glad to hear that it went well. Yeah. We got Mike Hakens. He's got a pumpkin old-fashioned with the Skinny Monsters Hide, uh, mm. Old Forester 100 Cointreau Orange Liqueur, liqueur Maple Ooh. Syrup, Orange Bitters, Pumpkin Puree, Cinnamon Simple Ooh. Syrup. The drink adds a nice pumpkin pie sweetness to the baking spice flavors of the cigar. I like Who, that sounds who was that again? Good one. Michael Hakens. Yeah, that's, that's solid. Hakens, Michael Hakens, yeah, doing it. We've got Randy Harrison uh, drinking the Upslope Pumpkin Ale with a Florida Vey. Mm. Uh, the cigar and beer complement each other uh, with baking spices and creaminess of the cigar. Also getting some strong cedar notes uh, as well, but it's not off-putting. So-so, right. I guess. Nice. Um, we've got Steve Toth. He changed it up. Oh, he changed it up. From the tea. Just before the show, he made a run to Starbucks, got a pumpkin spice nice. latte, and paired it with the Tatawahe Halloween. Wow. Wow. We're switching things up, guys. He's doing the PSL, baby. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Got to go PSL sometimes. Uh, do it. You know, white girl action. The cigar has a nice cocoa note with some cedar, a little pepper on the retro. Overall, it's a great pairing for me. Uh, the sweet from the latte goes pretty well with the cigar. Boom. And nice. we got. Two more. All right, let's do them. Kevin O'Connor, Moisture to Saka Bewitched with the Treehouse Double Shot Pumpkin Spice Stout. Notes mm. of black pepper, coffee, roasted almonds, dry woodiness, and smoked brisket. Getting mm. lots of chocolate and vanilla creaminess from the pairing. Thumbs up. Okay. Nathan like that Stewart. description. Oh, we got one more after Nathan because Patrick Larkin just posted his. Oh, jeez. You got to do Patrick. He, he, he's Come involved. Come on, you guys. You got to do Patrick. He's OG. I'll read it to you. I can see it. I got it. Nice. Oof. Oh, I didn't mean to add him. All right. There we go. Smoked brisket. Yeah, Matthew Hall. Yeah, Matt, you're right. <laughs> Smoked brisket. What the hell? Nathan it's Stewart. funny. I I'm, I see Matt, but he's not moving. So yeah. I was like, how did he type that? <laughs> What's up with that <laughs> camera? These are the questions we need to ask. These are the questions we need to ask. 
Nathan are we Stewart's living in a simulation? Got the <laughs> yes, HBC 500-year anniversary with oh, that's spice a good cigar pick. Cream, which is Ooh. a latte made with heavy cream. I thought the drink would overpower the cigar, but the pepperiness of the cigar combined with the spices from the drink and the fin- they, they finish great. It's a great combo. Boom, thumbs up. Nathan, that's a nice. great cigar pick. That's, that's, that's a, great a great cigar call. pick. Yep. And Pat Trick Larkin has got Epic Brewery, Imperial Pumpkin Porter, and Tatuaje Pumpkin Kappa. Uh, mm. Why do you say Kappa? Uh, good, but the, uh, he's. Been, uh, <laughs> but I've also been drinking E.H. Taylor Rye, so everything <laughs> is good. Well, right. The Kappa is going to have a. I think the Kappa is what? Is that a Korean Sumatra wrapper? Just the, any rapper. I know, but he said well, yeah, but, pumpkin kappa. That doesn't oh. make any sense. But the kappa is, I think, with with tattoo when they refer to it as the kappa, I think it's, uh, I think it's Ecuadorian Sumatra. What do you think, think. Rob? No, like, kappa especially out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Come um, on, Patrick. You gotta get, you gotta give us a little that's bit more. Sumatra, yeah, yeah I, I was gonna vote for Patrick, but now he got the he got the name wrong, so he's out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I there were some good ones in there. Uh, Steve Toth. With the he he got away from the tea, uh, mm-hmm. so I appreciated yeah. that. That was a good pairing. Um, the HVC was a good pairing. What was the first one that I called? That was Mike, uh, Mike Michael Hakens. Yeah, that's what the was one his. I'm going with. What was his I'm going again? With Hakens. That's, that that's was my a pick. pumpkin old fashioned with a skinny monster hide. Yeah, that was the uh, one. So he had um, with the brisket. That, that seems old like the, the prototypical Contro. the prototypical that's pairing. I love that Hakens. Yeah. That's right. solid because we you go with the old fashioned, you tweak it a little bit, uh, you get the pumpkin spice in there. I mm-hmm. did uh, the the first pumpkin spice old fashioned I did was with a different uh, pumpkin syrup that I did. It was way too thick. It had more of the puree in there, so it was kind of off putting. Uh, but this one that I have now is much thinner, so I want to try it again. Uh, yeah, that one gets my vote. Me too. I'm so with that's you, your winner, Rob. Uh, that's your winner, Hakens. You have bragging rights. Oh. Mike Hakens out of the uh, St. Augustine area. He's in St. Augustine. Uh, by the way, great guy. Uh, when I went to St. Augustine, I met up with Mike at a uh, cigar bar, and we had a nice evening together. A really super cool dude, and he's a big flavor Odyssey guy. So you have bragging rights all week, my friend. There you go. All right, Jordan, should we figure Beautiful. out who won this, uh, this the, competition? Let's take a look. In. Yep. Let's we take a look. In. Well, give me a second. Yeah, you guys yeah. go on your own rabbit I, well, trail. I got a, a question for you, Robbie. Why Lay it on why, me. why does candy corn get such a bad rap? Candy, There's nothing wrong with candy corn. It's actually pretty good. It gets just a terrible rap. Nobody likes it. What's the deal? Uh, here, here's The deal is we're old. That's the deal. We we I remember like I would look forward to candy corn. You could only get it once a year. Yeah. Generations like Eric, look, generations after like you're the gen like we're kind of the same gener no, you're the generation yeah, before yeah, me probably. Well we're enough. close close enough. Close enough. Generations after half Italian, uh, half Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. We're you know, we've got we way too much in common. It's actually we're basically weird. brothers. Uh, I mean. Yeah, pretty much. Um did we just become best friends? <laughs> I just <laughs> I just watched that the other night again. <laughs> uh it's it's so hard to not watch it every day, really. I mean, I'm glad that we kept the streak alive because I feel like we always have a, a stepbrothers or uh, old school reference, yes. and I feel like that's necessary. Yeah. Uh, it's something really cool that we don't even know about. Um, the, the 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 generations after mine don't know what it's like to wait for things. 
Yeah. They, like, yeah, they just remember every every Thanksgiving you could watch the Wizard of wait. Oz. That was it. Yeah. You could only you watch the wait. Wizard of Oz on Thanksgiving. That was it. You 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 had to wait for uh it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown or the Charlie Brown Christmas right. or you you waited for this stuff. You couldn't just watch it whenever you wanted. Not everything was at That's the tip a of point. a button. When the thriller video came on, my all me and all my friends had like this rule. If you're watching and it's on, you call all of us so we can go to the TV and watch it. It was a very it was just a totally different time. And we that was one thing that we looked forward to. You can only get candy corn that time of year. And that was like before they did, you know, pumpkin shaped uh um uh, Reese's cups. Right, like right. you couldn't really it was just that was the one thing. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna blow your mind. If you grab some, if you have some, uh, if you happen to have. Oh, I know some, what you're uh, going to say. Corn in the I house. already know what you're going to say. With peanuts? Yes. Peanuts. It's amazing. Oh, that it tastes just what, like a freaking payday. That's like it's delicious. Like a, like, yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't just eat candy corn by itself, but you would put the peanuts in there? We literally Old just had this conversation before <laughs> yeah. you guys it's, came up about a minute oh, before. It's, it's, we're it's over a, here having that conversation. Freaking yeah. game changer, game man. Changer. Okay, it's so if you want to make a baby Ruth, then yeah. you throw M&Ms in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. I didn't even think about <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. And you've got a baby Ruth. <laughs> Boom. Welcome. Nailed it. That is yeah. amazing. That's true. Uh, you baby Ruth yeah. is my wife's favorite candy bar. Oh, so I'm gonna have to, gonna one, have to tell that her about one, this. that one. Our bracket, you know that, right? That was the uh, the candy bar bracket. As winners. as well, it did it really. Bizarrely. That beat yeah. Snickers. It did, yeah. They were out wow. to get us. Mm. All right. We got a winner right. for this week's show. Let's find out who it was. Come on, say. Oh, wow. I got smoked. Smoked. I got smoked tonight. Sixty-one percent. Looks so good. Yeah. They were so thin I, I, and creamy. It was. Oh, it was delicious. I. I I've done. Uh, an, uh, I did a white Russian on the show recently. And I'm not a big fan of the white Russian. I don't like creamy cocktails. It's not a big thing for me. But my wife was telling me this a while ago. Oh, this pumpkin spice uh, white Russian. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. She keeps trying to give me, she always, whenever she sees a recipe, God bless her, my wife's awesome. She's like, you should do this on the show. And I feel like she's looking for stuff for us to do on the show. And uh, she said that. And then when I told her that we were doing the pumpkin spice episode, she got so happy. She's like, you have to do the pumpkin spice white Russian. I was like, yeah, all right, dude, whatever. Um, but uh, once I tried dude, it, though, really, then. no, Did I didn't. You, you didn't, I didn't. Okay. Thank you. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but it was more of a big Lebowski thing, but um, which is a movie. I don't quite understand. I'm glad I said this after the voting. I love that movie. Uh, That's a great movie. Yeah. I, I, I need to, like, I've tried it a couple of times. It just doesn't resonate with me for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> Steve Toth says Caddyshack. I'm much more of a Caddyshack guy. Uh, but yes, the, uh, that cocktail. Absolutely. Make the, make the syrup. It's freaking delicious. I'm going to have several of these uh, before we get out of pumpkin season. This is going to be probably the drink that gets me through Christmas, frankly. I feel I got to say, uh, while I'm disappointed that I lost in such grand fashion, I, I, I'm agreeing with our, our audience. I would have, I think that Rob should have won because his cocktail was, it, looks it's, so good. it looked good. Mm. It sounded good. Everything about it. Uh, but I wish I'd have made it myself. The Wiley Roots was pretty stinking good. Yeah, it was, but it, it was sounds also, good. But 
It was. I'll a tell you what would have been even. And you know what would have been even better is if I would have had your cigar with my drink. Oh. Then we would have been. Now, yeah. now that this is. Been, now, that's yeah. it. Right now there. we're. That's yeah. next level. That's next level pairing. Not I that there's so. anything wrong with this. Uh, this. Uh, Shaggy Pumpkin, very good cigar. Yeah, but the San Andreas, I, I don't. I, I think the Habano like, wrapper yeah, would have been Habano a better. Yeah. This yeah. it's going so much better with this Uncle Nearest, uh, eighteen fifty six hundred proof, which is, yeah. uh, I think, kind of an underrated bourbon that you can find pretty much. Actually, this isn't a bourbon. This is just American whiskey, right? Yeah, it's Tennessee whiskey. Uh, Tennessee it's a pretty underrated whiskey. Tennessee whiskey that you can find everywhere for. I mean, it's pretty affordable. I don't know. It's like 40 bucks a bottle, something like that. Maybe yeah. 50. I don't know. Maybe talking out of turn. But very, very good. 100 proof. Um, and it's pairing super, super well with this uh, with this cigar. Because this is it's just a heavier heavier cigar. Yeah. It cut through some of the sweetness. But um, yeah, if, we, if I would have gone with something more cabinet spicy, it would have been uh, Yeah, been maybe. If you, maybe uh, and here we are talking, you're pairing one. but um, I still won, right. But it was, it was more of the cocktail, I think, than the cigar, right? But I think because that cocktail... A complimentary pairing with that particular drink might have even next level, like, even to a whole new level. All right, well, boys, what's cracking on uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday? All right, so this is gonna be really fun, you guys. On Friday night, um, Eric Jett, who is the uh, head distiller for Distillery Two Ninety One here in Colorado, uh, it's one of the up and coming uh, distilleries uh, that makes bourbon. They make a good rye. Uh, Scotty has done some events with these guys. Um, and uh, uh, Eric Jett is going to be here in studio with me, uh, Robbie, and we are going to be talking just all things whiskey, the challenges in mi- making whiskey, um, you know, what it makes, you know, what it takes to make a good rye. How, what are the challenges making bourbon? How about what are the challenges making ryes and whiskeys and bourbons here in Colorado as opposed to Kentucky? Plus, uh, Eric is a big uh, cigar fan. And so we're going to be chatting with Eric here in studio on Friday night, which should be a ton of fun. I'd love having a guest that we've we don't really know anything about. So we'll we'll chat with him on Friday night and uh, get get Why to know a, a so master. Many Eric's, there's too many Eric's there's, out there. There is a lot of Eric's. <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy, but it'll be fun uh, talking with a master distiller to see just to get his uh, thoughts and inputs on cigars and how they pair with with whiskeys and and how it goes. So uh, that's Friday night. That's fantastic. You got to talk to him about barrels, man. <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in the barrel business, I know that, yeah, and I I uh, I'd, I'd I'd love to uh, to chat with him about barrels and like it's how how a, a winemaker uses barrels and how a distiller uses barrels are wholly different. It's a totally different beast, right? They're using the same wood for the most part. Totally totally different. Um, I'll tell you what. When I was at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, this must have been 2017. When yeah. I was there as uh, with Mombacho. We had our uh, our booth there. We were right next to these guys. It, it, our booth was right next to them. And so we were chatting. I was giving them cigars. They were giving me whiskey. We were having a great time. I don't remember any of the names. I had way too much whiskey that day. But I remember at the end of the day, we did kind of a whiskey and cigar exchange. They gave me a bottle of their uh, of their rye, like their gold medal winning rye, which was fantastic. Uh, so they make some really, really good stuff. Like That's cool. I'm going to tune in for you that You know, episode. it's that's funny that you fun. bring it up, Robbie, because... Does Eric, it remind you of something? Act, no, no. It, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. No. Put your hand down, Jordan. I'm not saying it. Uh, Eric still talks about that. He literally still remembers, and one of his favorite cigars now he still talks about is the Tierra Volcan. Because really? he remembers setting up next to you, and he still talks to me. I didn't know if you were there, so it's so cool that you're actually that was me. saying that yeah. you were there. 
because he remembers that and he's like man he's like that cigar he's like and that was where i got turned on to him he's like was when we were at rocky mountain we were set up right next to mambacho so that's that's super funny how that works that you were you were the one there talking with them and you want to talk man. about robbie you want to talk about going full full circle scotty okay, go, go for it robbie full full circle now, Eric Jett is the master distiller, but you know who owns two, 291 Distillery? You know what his name is? Eric Bay. Hmm. Michael Myers. That's his no. name. That's his name. I'm not kidding. I know. Isn't I that great? And kidding. we got it. We That's where we should. Seven degrees we should, of Halloween. Here we go. We should Whoa. end the show right there. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Scott, thank you for saying that because that that like equally warms my heart and breaks my heart because we were doing something really, really good there, man. Yeah. And uh, and somehow somehow they managed yeah. to screw that. All right. Up There's a nice, it's a nice little. Hey, Rob, that's a nice little blip on the cigar radar oh, that you yeah. were a big part of. So. Yeah, but it could have been so much more than a blip. But whatever, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's it's not my it's not my problem anymore. But uh, that's awesome that he remembers that because that was a great day. That was I've I've been to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest a handful of times. That was probably the most fun that I had because it's it's such a cool event and to be on the manufacturer's side and have such passion for the product that you're making and then have all these customers come up and asking you questions and being excited to be there is so cool. It's I don't I'm I'm sure that manufacturers talk about that when you have them on the show and it's you know I'm not even part of that anymore but it's I'm I'm here to tell you that it's like it's legit. It's a really cool feeling to be able to chat with people and they're not coming up just to punch a card and get their free cigar. Like they actually want to talk to you about your product. And it's really cool that he remembers that. So um, that's awesome. Really, really cool. Uh, now, next what do we week, got coming up? Yeah, next week. So we are going into the final segment of season six. God, can you guys believe this? We no. are wrapping up our sixth season. We've got a fantastic... I love what we're going to be doing in season seven. I can't even really... Like come up with a correct way to tease it, because I I I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it uh, in the coming weeks, but I'm really really excited. I pitched the idea to Eric this morning, er, or not this morning, like or before the show. Eric's on board. Uh, Randy was supposed to do that and somehow disappeared in a stunning turn of events. Didn't do what he said he was going to do, but who knows? Uh, next week we are kicking off the final segment. We're going with a cocktail trend because so we've been doing trends this whole season. So we are going back to a trend that we touched on a little bit, but we're going into RTDs, so ready to make drinks. Uh, we, we did the, and everybody remembers the infamous cucumber incident with our, uh, <laughs> yeah. with our, what, what is it? The cut water, uh, cut water, the cut water drink that, that Randy forced all of us. Cucumber gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Cucumber yeah. gin and tonic. And just before the show, I had told Randy, dude, you know, there's a ton of cucumber in this. And so he pivoted and bought something else because yeah. Randy's a total <laughs> team player. Um, <laughs> Uh, someday I'm going to write a book about doing this show and it's going to be called the cucumber incident. Uh, I've already, I've already trademarked it. Uh, although there may be a porno out there called that too. I'm not really sure, but uh, tune into our only fans page just to check that out. But we're, we're going to kick off uh, a, a segment of RTDs cause they've come a long way. These ready to ready to drink cocktails have gone from, you know, 6% little things that you take to the beach. They're for, you know, college kids or whatever. And now they're 20, 25%. And you can, you pop one of these open and people who really like cocktails are enjoying these things. Uh, Randy is on the cutting edge of that with uh, what he does at work. So uh, he is going to do the live next Monday to let you guys know 
uh, what um, what RTDs we're going to be focusing on. We're going to focus on some specific ones. Uh, he's going to send some out to the group, so hopefully we'll all be drinking the same things. Uh, Mike Harvey, there will be no cucumber in any of these RTDs, <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, but they're coming from big names, like uh, Death & Co. is one of the Ooh. biggest, most famous bars in the world in We've New York. We've got one of those out here. And, Right. Well, it started in New York, right? And now yeah, they've they've yeah. branched out. I've got the I've got the I was going to say cookbook. I've got the uh, got that too. Uh, yeah. I've got the book. I bought that for my wife for Christmas. It's this big Bible looking thing. It's got like a velvet cover, and you open it up, and it's all these like, eye of newt and rat tails or whatever <laughs> they put in these Harry Potter type of recipes they got. But it, it's it's pretty amazing mm. the stuff they're doing, and they've got RTDs. So if, if it's the best bar in the world and they're making RTDs, it's a real thing. So we are going to focus on that for the next few, uh, ep- or for the next segment of uh, season six as we wrap up this season. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. All right. Fantastic. All right. I guess that's it. I got to take us yeah, out. This was a lot of fun, boys. Yeah. Uh, Eric, thanks for uh, dressing like a lumberjack and uh, tuning in. Like You dressed like a brewer. You had a bunch of beers. It was pretty amazing. I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> you, you, fit the, you nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, thanks to the audience to the audience for voting correctly. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. I've had like seven ounces of vodka, <laughs> uh, which I'm not used to. Um, so it's, uh, it's catching up to me. But uh, again, lots of fun. If uh, you're at all interested in pumpkin spice of any kind, even if you're not interested in pumpkin spice, make that syrup and make the pumpkin spice um, uh, white Russian. It's a fantastic drink. You guys will love it. It's going to pair with so many freaking, freaking cigars. It's amazing. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.